from the Banks of the Avon, this is Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The leader of our pack is Rick Sherwood. He's willing to share with us his take on this crazy world. His insights come from not only his experience as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. His hope is to help us live our best lives as we continue on our own ever-changing personal journey. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to hear what's on his mind today. Good afternoon, folks. Uh, Welcome to another podcast and another bit of uh, conversation about the little things in life that... uh, that makes this world of ours so interesting and makes the work that I do uh, in, in psychotherapy and with people, uh, you know, the, the journey that it is. I first became aware of, of this poem, and the poem was written by a lady by the name of Portia Nelson. Uh, Portia died a little over 20 years ago, and I, I don't know off the top of my head the, the date of, of, of her publishing uh, this, this poem. Um, but I learned it a few years back when I was working in a PAR program. And the PAR program is, a, is an interesting program. And this, the PAR is a partner assault response. And it's regarding domestic violence. And it's regarding you know getting people to change the directions of their life and getting them to become accountable. And understanding that they can truly go and, and learn to go in different directions and, and different ways. And Portia, when she wrote this, I, I again, I, other than knowing who wrote it, uh, a lot of the background, the how and why, uh, I can only ascertain that, that based on the poem, which I'm going to read to you in a second, was about trying to find ways in her own life and in her own way to, to go, hey, you know what, this this isn't working very well, I, I no, nah, I can't do this. No, no, no. And I, and yet I keep doing the same silly things. And so here goes the poem. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk and I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever for me to find my way out. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in it again. I can't believe it. I'm in the same place. But again, it, it's not my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. The next day, I simply walk down a different street and I avoid the the hole altogether. Although that is a beautiful, beautiful poem, um, I want you to take a few minutes after you guys are done listening to this one and, and, and I want you to look up another podcast that we have on... An interesting uh, modality of treatment that we've developed that's unique to us. Uh, you're not going to find it anywhere else. Uh, we've gone through uh, a couple of years worth of research and development to come up with this modality. Um, and it's called uh, ECST, Echo Cognitive Supplemental Therapy. 
and uh, without going into that too much, I, I want you to go and listen to that to that podcast to to, to me telling uh, the story of how we came up with it, why we came up with it. But the hole in the sidewalk, going back to this poem, this is one of the narratives that we find that we go down over and over again, where we fall into these trappings, these holes, and we go, oh, my word, how did I get here? Oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm here again. I, I, I don't understand it. Client in the office earlier today. We were talking about holidays, we are talking about family, we were talking about divorce, we were talking about, you know, picking sides, you know, how, you know, people go, well, I'm divorcing the whole family. And it's like, you, you don't have to divorce anybody. You don't have to actually look at any of the things and go, because somebody else did it, I have to. And this is one of the, the, the interesting things about this whole poem, is that the holes in the sidewalk... I didn't hear Portia actually go get a wheelbarrow of dirt and fill it in. I didn't hear her put up barricades around it, put signs. I didn't hear anything else happen. What I heard was, I'm going to just simply avoid it. Sometimes we can't avoid it, and sometimes what we need to do is we need to put up signage. Y'all are sitting there going... Uh, signage? Where am I supposed to hang this sign when this person is my hole in the sidewalk? Well, as many of you know, I've been married a couple times. I've, I've, I, 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 apparently, I struggle on that side of my life to find somebody who can actually truly want me. But, but again, uh, we're not going to stay on that. The fact is, I am the common denominator. And the common denominator is I need to have a sign that says I'm high maintenance. And I am. I need to have a sign on me that says I'm a workaholic because I am that as well. I need a sign on me that says this guy thinks a lot and sometimes he thinks way too much. Again, very true. I need a lot of signage around me when it comes to my personal relationships. And this is one of the problems. And so I could be considered that hole in that sidewalk just as any of us could be. Our jobs could be that hole in that sidewalk. Where we live could be the emotional hole in that sidewalk. There are so many things that could be that hole in that sidewalk. There are so many things that could be. But again, are we going to avoid those? I can't avoid me. I can't avoid my job. I can't avoid all kinds of things. So again, what we need to do is we need to come up with, with caution signs. We need to come up with warning. And we need to come up with an understanding that sometimes we are the hole in our sidewalk. And sometimes our thinking and our pervasive thought patterns are the hole in the sidewalk. And so again, that that poem, that when I first read it, I'm like, well, that's beautiful. But then the more that I thought about it, the more I thought, how do we actually avoid, right, that echo in our head, that thing in our head that keeps going back and forth and keeps going back and forth and says, no, 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 we need to do it differently, but we do it the same way. No, 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 we need, we need to do it with our left hand instead of our right hand, then that'll make it magically different. 
but yet we are still fundamentally the same person. When you look at people who date, why do they date the people that they date? Availability, appearance, they're on a dating site they're looking. But then do they actually go on a dating site and go and look for the things that they're actually looking for? Where do you want to be in five years? What kind of relationship do you want to be in? What are you actually truly looking for? And people all the time will go down these crazy little rabbit holes. And it's that echo in their own head, that, that, that reverberation that is the whole. I remember a farmer saying to me, I hate this time of year. And I said, why is that? He said, all oh, field work. I got to fit, fit in all this field work on top of all the other all the other chores I have to do. And I said, okay, I, I hear you. And then uh, the season slowly changed from spring to summer. The guy says, I hate this time of year. I said, why is that? He said, field work. I got to fit field work in on top of all my other chores. And I said, okay. And then come we came into the fall. And uh, sure enough, uh, as you can predict, he goes, I hate this time of year. I said, why do you hate this time of year? You hated it for field work in the spring. You hated it for field work in the, in the summer. And now you hate it again. Any chance it's because of field work? He says, absolutely. How'd you know? He said, I just hate it. I hate field work. And I said, okay, um, what about winter? And he stops and he thinks about it. And he goes, yeah, I don't really like it either. Because everything freezes up and, you know, the cattle and this and that. And I'm like, so do you just not want to be a farmer? And he goes, no, not really. Okay, well, there's the hole in the sidewalk. I have people all the time who come in for, for couples counseling. And one of the very first things that I, I always ask them is, is, a, is a simple question about giving time to each other on a regular basis, completely uninterrupted. The lack of answers is, is dead silence. And there's a beautiful song by, uh, I, the, the song's been out forever, but the most recent version is by a group named uh, Disturbed and uh, The Sound of Silence. And there's a, there's a line in that song. Silence is the cancer that grows within. Just think about that. Silence is the cancer that grows within. And so that again, that is a hole in your sidewalk. That is a hole where you can sit there and you can go, I'm going to go down another street. I'm going to go wherever I want to go. But often the hole in our sidewalk is ultimately our thoughts, our worries, our anxiety, everything to do with us. That is the hole. We are the ones who are actually creating it. Or we are the ones who condone it and allow it to stay, stay around. Years ago, I had a lady come in into the office and she'd been married nearly 40 years at that time. And I said, so what brings you in? What, you know, 
looked at your intake form and, and I'm and I'm looking at all this stuff and and she says, you know, honestly, you know what I need? I need you to teach me to not kill the son of a bitch. And I'm like, pardon? And she said, no, she said, I, I've been married for nearly 40 years. I hate him. I just do not want to be married. I don't want to have anything to do with him. I don't want to be with him anymore. This is, and she starts telling me all these horrible stories and the stories of affairs and, and stories of, of money spending that out of control and just all kinds of stories. And she goes, I just hate my life with him, but I'm so old. I've been married for so long. I just have to find a way to not kill him. So I said, well, I think we can do that. Luckily for her, she did outlive him. He did die of natural causes for anybody who's interested. And she is uh, living out her golden years the best way that she knows how. Um, But, you know, ironically, the hole in the sidewalk, some of the problems that that she allowed and, and that she created, she still has some of those same holes in her sidewalk. But instead of being with her husband, they are now with her adult children. She created by allowing, by encouraging people to act and behave in certain ways. And so that hole in that sidewalk that she walked in with 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and when she walked in, she goes, I simply need to find a way. And I just, again, I laughed and I said, well, I think we can do that. But she has gone on to create many more holes that are very similar with other people because it's her pattern of thinking, her pattern of doing things that has created that and has allowed it. Instead of her standing up and saying, no, I would rather be alone than to tolerate this kind of behavior, what she has done is she's just said, no, you know what? I'm going to allow this. I'm going to have this work for me. It's okay. So I'm just going to find a coping strategy, but the coping strategy never ever got rid of the hole. All it did is it dug a new hole on a new street, on a new sidewalk, and she just had to walk a little bit further from home, but she found herself an identical hole. And this is, again, one of these things that I find all the time. People go out there, And they go, well, somebody else is the hole. My job's the hole. Okay, but you chose the job. You're the one who keeps going to the job. I have lots of people who work in medical fields. Lots of people who work in EMS. Oh, I love my job. However, it's burning me out. Okay, so then how do you love your job if your job is burning you out? Well, it's so rewarding. But... Okay, well, if it is so rewarding, then how is it burning you out? Again, the idea is that I am responsible. And so people take on all kinds of responsibilities that are not theirs to own. They take on all kinds of things that truly are not theirs to take on at all. We sit here every day. As boring as it may sound, we sit here every day 
and we tell ourselves stories and we tell ourselves ideas. And sometimes we actually get out a wheelbarrow and we actually fill in the hole. And we actually hire a contractor to come in and grade it and pave over it and it's a nice solid new pathway. However, all too often what we do is we simply say, we're going to go the other way and we ignore the fact that we need to be the ones to acknowledge how and where these holes in our lives get created and we need to avoid them so we don't fall into them to start with. And this is one of the things that as a parent is is incredibly important for us to teach our kids. No matter how old we are, we need to help each other understand that the hole in the sidewalk is real. How it got there is important. And what we need to do is we need to take the time to go, hey, if we have any part, any part at all in creating this hole, in digging this hole, in in not putting signage around it, if we have any part in that, we need to change fundamentally that piece within us. I am a hopeful romantic. Yeah. I am truly, at my core, a hopeful romantic. I have more hope, and that's why I do the job that I do, and that's why I do it the way that I do it. I have more hope than, man, you should pack into any one person. But man, oh man, I have hope. And that hope sometimes has me in situations where I go, yeah, this isn't working for me. And yet I stay. And I start digging a hole. And then I look around and I beg people who are around me at the time, can you help me fill in this hole? Can you help me do something? And then they just stare back at me. Like, what do you mean there's a hole? My life is good. And I go, no, no, no. This isn't working for me. And then they go, oh, but 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 just hold on here. And I go, no, seriously, this isn't working for me. I really need somebody. This hole is real. And I either need to put signage around it. I need to put some pylons around it. I need to put a light on it. I need to do something because I can't keep falling in it. So can you help me? Find people in your life who will help you put up signs put up lighting, put up something, put up cautionary tape to say, don't fall in that hole again. Find people in your life and listen. Listen to yourself. Because if you've been in that hole for the third time, which is Portia's, Portia's poem, if you've been in that in that hole for a third time, man, can you all just take a step back and recognize that what we need to do is we need to take in a deep, deep breath and we need to take in this deep breath and we need to do something wonderful. You know what we need to do? Acknowledge that the whole is there. Acknowledge if we have a part in creating it, we need to have a part in fixing it, not avoiding it, not walking away. And if the hole is so big and so deep and it's so bad and there's no way to fill it in, it's the size of an ocean, then we need to find a way to either fly over it or, or 
as Portia says, go down the other road. But what we have to do is ensure in our life that we do not ever fall into a similar hole and that any holes that we can take care of in our own lives and who we are as people, that we take the time to actually do something about them. I know in this day and age, a lot of people want to point a finger and go, no, 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 it's somebody else's problem. Let somebody else take care of that hole. I'm just going to turn the other way. I'm just going to avoid. I'm just going to run away. However, doing this job, coming up here on 13 years, doing this job um, as as a middle-aged man who is looking back over a long lifetime of a lot of careers, Sitting here, I look at the holes in my sidewalk, and oh my dear God, I have been a part of digging so many of them myself. And if I haven't been digging them, I've stood by and I've watched somebody dig the hole, watched me fall in it, and then I've went, what happened? Let's be cautious, people. Let's understand, truly, our lives are truly our creations, and they are our creations related to our efforts. So, for everyone here at Black Sheep Rebranded, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for doing what you guys are doing, which is uh, giving us some feedback, sending us messages, uh, talk to us about these podcasts and therapy. Please share with your friends, and uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Again, thank you very much. It's Rick Sherwood here again. Thank you very much. As I continuously say, really appreciate everyone who tunes into these podcasts. Uh, But please keep in mind, uh, all the information contained within these is not meant to be a supplement or meant to be a replacement for psychotherapy or for anyone truly struggling with mental health. Please reach out to uh, a therapist and somebody qualified to help you out. If these ideas trigger something within you where you need to do that and you're not sure where to go, by all means, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, Go to uh, blacksheeprebranded.ca and we can direct you in in unbelievable different directions. Piracy, please don't pirate the information in this. It is proprietary. Uh, Please also make sure that, uh, that you understand that this isn't about us wanting to be greedy about our ideas. This is us wanting to make sure that our ideas are uniquely and collectively kept as ours so that we can use them as we see fit and not how other people want to do it for their own piracy and their own benefit. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye-bye.